Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. Every week, almost, we talk about what's going on with marriage in our lives and stuff. I'm Matthew, and this is James. Those are like 60% scary, maybe? Oh, 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 oh. Matthew. Yeah. It's Oktoberfest in my pants. And it's these spoopy are my. Time. It's spoopy time. These are my October breasts for Oktoberfest. Oh, you've decorated them like pumpkins. They are How'd my. How'd you get a candle in there? Well, I carved them out. It's grotesque. Oh, that is, yeah. Oddly enough, it had that pumpkin stuff inside. Oh. There was uh, strings and seeds. That's really all I am. If you cut into me, I'm full of strings and seeds. I'm a, I'm a sack full of refuse. Mm. There might be a dead fish in there, too. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween. Happy. It's not Halloween yet, Matthew, but but the smell is in the air. What a stink. Uh, I, I did smell wood burning the other day, and hopefully that was a wood burning stove and not like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> someone's house burning down. Uh, well, we have had a lot of fires, uh, not not in the house, but we've had uh, we've been surrounded by flames on the side of our face here in Washington State. Mm hmm. The yeah. state of washing. It's been a dry season for all of us in a lot of ways, mm. but we've had a lot of uh, fires up in the hills, oh. and I think things have calmed down a little bit now. We had some rain the other day, so that was nice. We got a little things got a little cooled off and damp, and I'm not looking forward to the next few weeks of my biking. Uh, I'm going to have to be out and about. Uh, in some very rainy weather. Well, you have chosen the damp lifestyle. We've we've spoken of the steel beefalo and how terrifying they are. They're all the more terrifying when it's wet and wild and slick and slippery out there. Fortunately, I don't have to mix with traffic all that much when you I'm on my bike. You say that. You say that. I, it's because it's true, James. I think you are the father of lies. Okay, well, I think Z- you're the father of bugs. There's something in your hair. Is there an actual insect? There's No, it's just a piece of food or something. How did you get food? Your hair. I don't know what it is. Why are you pulling things out of my head? Yeah. Matthew, that was one of my strings and seeds. Oh, no. Oh, well, we're going to roast it up. Oh, delicious. That is what keeps me whole. It fills my hole. Oh, well, I'd, I'd like to keep your hole now and then. Uh, Blech. Oh. Uh, anyway, hi. What's new with us? My skin... Of the ankles oh, is dry. Mine too. But the skin of my face is oily. It's that time of year. Why I don't, don't you rub your feet on your face? Oh, that actually is the ultimate solution, isn't it? Well, sure. It's uh, not... Yes. Uh, the, uh, the, the skin. Something happens when the, when the weather turns to the ghosts and goblins here in... They've come to take your, your moisture. Washington. Yeah, something happens. I, my face breaks out, and then my extremities dry out. Mine, too. So my hands and my wrists and ankles, basically, are where everything gets very dry, and I don't mm. like it. Uh, do you remember I, like, woke in the night and was thrashing and rubbing myself? Yes, you were. I Every night. I, well, yes. It's just part of the terrors, really. Mm. But, no, I it felt very dry and uncomfortable in the bed, and so I reached over, and we, there's a, a thing of lotion there, and I put some hand lotion in my hand, but I wasn't accustomed to how much, how, how uh, generous the pump is. Sure. And uh, I wound up getting, uh, oh, boy, just so 
slathered in it. And I you, figured, were, well, you were just you were rolling around. I glanced over, and all, your limbs were all in the air, and you were rolling back and forth, rubbing yourself. Because I was sort of asleep, and yeah. I knew that I was slippery. Indeed, and I was just trying to rub myself until all mm-hmm. the slipperiness was absorbed. Now, you're sure you were using hand lotion and not personal lubricant? That's possible. Maybe it was just silicon <laughs> lube. I was <laughs> just rubbing been. myself in gun oil. That may have been why it felt so odd. You uh, also said you dreamt that you were like in a vat of lotion, didn't you? Did I? You I said that. Uh, I want to say a lot of things. You did, did say You that? are I the father of that. lies. I had a dream that uh, I was at the McElroy brothers' house and they prepared like an artisanal um, pot drink for me okay like they it was i think i dreamt this because you made that uh, a nice thing of soylent for me yeah, sure a nice thing of soylent a nice thing of soylent i like i like your soylent recipes uh, where i add water yes mm. you, you know, it's a masterful anyways no, 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 no so they uh, like mixed all these ingredients together and made a delicious pot beverage and then there was a dog there and i was petting the dog and it was i was like i said to them i'm f- feeling a little woozy but in a good way so i'll pet this dog mm-hmm. and there was a dog there and i was rubbing the dog and the dog started like splaying its limbs at me and like trying to like crawl on top of me and then i woke up and it was you oh you were the dog this was a sexual dog dream no it was a it was just gonna be a dog dream and then you got all cozy and and made me have you made me incorporate i i I was asking for it you were you were the way you were you were spooning me for heaven's sake sure i was transforming into a dog very erotically i'm just imagining you with a collar right now and it's very cute well collar me late for dinner okay well we're having collared greens so that's appropriate oh Anyway, uh, so hi, James. We've got a, bu- a bunch of marriage stuff to talk about. Did we? Do you have anything else uh, to catch up on, or you just want to go right into the marriage? Well, we could catch up on some ketchup. Uh, I don't oh, know. Boy. We've been playing some Cuphead lately, and that's been fun. Sure. Uh, but also not fun, because it's uh, such but- a mean game. It's like a game that doesn't want you to play it. Well, yeah. It, I mean, it does want to be played, but it's it's it, it's a throwback in many ways, and uh, some I of them throw are it back n- in the ocean. That's how I feel. But some of them are not friendly to players. So here's the problem: is the game is like in order to get through this level, you have to be perfect. You don't and have to be perfect, but you have to be. You can very make three good. mistakes. Yeah, and then if you do not make three mistakes, I mean, it's basically like the trench bowl of games. Well, I mean, it's how games were before uh, they got better. Before, yeah, I mean, sort of the the. the Design moved more toward making it accessible to more people um, and uh, providing more options for people uh, to play at different difficulty levels. Uh, there, are, there are difficulty levels for the bosses in Cuphead, but the even the, the simple mode is not terribly generous. Mm. Well, it's a beautiful game. It it's done beautiful. in the style of a 1930s cartoon, and sure. it looks lovely. But, uh, oh boy, I found myself feeling not so good about myself after the game, because I'm like, I just can't do this. What else happened? You got mad at the Beauty and the Beast live action. Yeah. You got even madder at Star Trek Beyond, Mm. and uh, even madder still at the CBS All Access app. Oh, boy. We wanted to watch some Star Trek, let me tell you what. And that app does not work. And the show itself is okay so far. I don't hate it. It's all right. But uh, then we tried to watch, after that, we tried to watch Star Trek Beyond, which we hadn't seen yet. Oh, boy, it's a bad movie. And then we tried to watch The Beauty and the Beast, the live-action one. And, oh, boy, just just watch the, the 91 version, because that live-action one, ooh. I was talking to uh, a friend about it today, 
And uh, he's like, yeah, they, they kind of auto-tune their way through that movie. Not just with their voices. Like, the whole movie just feels like if you auto-tuned everything that exists. That is actually a very apt description of, of how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, they ran... Uh, they, like, they, they, they got a bunch of people to sort of put on a grade school performance of the stage version of Beauty and the Beast and then ran it through an auto-tuner to try to turn it into the first movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, yeah auto-tune to the first movie. Uh, just visually, and oh boy, and that character, that LeFou character. I know everyone was so excited when the movie was coming out, and they're like, ooh, it's got an exclusively gay moment. Well, I didn't realize it was going to be like... Again, a throwback to, like, the predatory super creep gaze of the 1970s. It's like they grab someone from cruising to be in the movie. He's so unpleasant and What if they had done that dance number? Yes, perfect. It's Josh Gad thumping his chest and huffing whatever they're smelling. Yes, uh, Essence of Man from Barbarella. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just the whole thing's uh, so unpleasant. I, I don't like... I don't like the way that gay looks in that movie, mm. which is weird considering how gay the movie is. Sure. Well, the story, you know. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but the cartoon's lovely. Mm, the cartoon is lovely. Mm. Oh, you're getting a little, you're getting a little randy there. I love a talking horse. There's no talking There's horse no talking in that horse movie. Of all the movies, yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of a movie that has a talking horse now. Uh well, um, wait a minute. Surely. I mean, Mr. Ed was never a cinematic experience. Oh, it's only a matter of time, isn't it, before they reboot that one as a gritty Mr. Ed? I think we're out of that era of reboots. Because for a while they were rebooting the Sergeant Bilcos and, mm. like, that era of sitcoms. Um, after the Brady Bunch movie and after The Addams Family, they dredged up everything from Nick at Night. Mm. I don't know. I think I think we're still in, in grave danger of a rebooted Mr. I don't But who know. has nostalgia for Mr. Ed now? Like, I could see them doing, like, Mr. Belvedere or something. Oh, boy. Like, because in that era, He's they were... an assassin? Yeah, they, they were rebooting stuff from, like, 30 years prior, and now okay. we, we're talking about, like, family ties. Yeah. Like, Alex P. Keaton rises from the grave to drink your blood. Yeah, it's like if they were to do, like, a reboot of um, Who's the Boss, or... Yeah, yes. That, now, that could happen. Mm. That I could see a cinematic, oh, Mona, you're making me Mona with my bona. Yeah. Wow. Or then, Full House, if they rebooted Full House. Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, there's just nothing redeeming. I was just talking to somebody about Judith Light, yes. uh, who's apparently just lovely in person. I've heard that as well. I've heard that. I don't know why. I don't know why I've heard that, but I am aware of, of the all fact. all the things for you to have heard, how I did know. that get back to you? Exactly. Like, I don't know why, but somewhere in my head uh, is the idea that Judith Light is a, a genuinely uh, great person. So this fellow's talking to, his name is Wyatt Fenner, and uh, he's an actor. When he was 13, he was the... Uh, oh, dear. I forget the name of this position. It's not the stage... Third arabesque. Sure. He was a third arabesque uh, in, in Aladdin. Uh, no, he was... Um, what is it called? It's the. It's not like the floor whisperer. He, <laughs> it's not that. What's its name? It's the guy who's in the little box on the stage, and when an actor forgets his name, the person in the little box whispers their line to them. Gotcha. What's her name? The box of words. <laughs> he was the... He was the... Um, the dirty, dirty man line. The dirty man line. Sure. No, it was the um, the under underfined. The underfined. That's very good. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty good actually. Mm. That sounds kind of Neil Gaimany. Sure. Uh, welcome to the underfined. Uh, no, he was the I don't know the trapdoor masseuse. <laughs> 
the uh, the message maestro. <laughs> What's that called? It doesn't matter. He was the person in the sure. stage who whispered the lines. Sure. Floor whisperer, I think, was the best. Floor whisperer is probably what we'll call it. And anyway, so he was that in like some play that Judith Light was in, and he was 13 years old. So uh-huh. it was just he was like the basically the the little stage intern kid. Sure. Uh, who was doing it for like I mean he wasn't there for performances, of right? Course, but just during rehearsals. And he was like, um, get your shit together, Judy. <laughs> uh, years later, he was an acting student at USC, and uh, his part-time job where he was making money was he was going to rich people's houses to bartend, okay. so you could hire him to be a bartender at your party. I remember that phenomenon in LA. It was very weird that yeah. you would hire a cute guy to just come serve drinks at your house. Yeah, and it's like, I can pour my own Diet Coke, thanks. Yeah, but you don't get it from the cute guy. Uh, I guess. Maybe if I bat my eyes enough, I do. Yeah, sure. Oh my goodness. So yeah. I was at the yeah. Eagle last night. Okay, so we didn't finish Judith oh, oh, Light, oh, oh. we didn't finish The Bartender, and now now we're at the Eagle. I've, I've finished a little bartender of my own. Oh, my. So, anyway, the end of the story with Judith Light is, like, he knocks on the door, and Judith Light opens the door, and she's got her hair, like, pinned up, or, like, tied with a handkerchief, mm-hmm. and she's wearing sweatpants, and she's got rubber gloves on and a bucket and a mop, and she was just cleaning her house before the party, and she was like, Wyatt? Like, she remembered mm-hmm. him, like, 13 years later. Oh, uh, Which was really nice. nice. And she's yeah. like, oh, my God. And she, like, told Oliver, like, when the party guests arrived, mm-hmm. she told all her show business friends who he was and how oh. great it was to see him. So, just a really lovely woman. She's the boss. Anyway, so I was at the Eagle last night, and this guy was complaining. There were some tourists there, and they, were, they said they had gone to the Starbucks Reserve, which is, like, the extra expensive Starbucks. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy who was doing the, the pants check was like, oh, did you pay a million dollars for a cup of coffee? And they're like, no. No, because they're so just to paint a paint a picture uh-huh. uh these folks who had their pants off were um young and pretty uh-huh and the fellow who was doing the pants check uh has lived in seattle he moved here as an adult in the 80s sure um so the the uh, height of the who's the boss here uh, exactly he probably has heard some things about judith light yeah so these uh the 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 folks who were like talking about starbucks were like oh no no, no. you can get a discount well, all you have to do is you just gotta like flirt with the bartender or whatever like, the barista sure and it's like okay well it must be nice <laughs> all you have to do no no honeys all you have to do <laughs> is flirt with the barista <laughs> yes matthew yeah i have suddenly remembered where my judith light knowledge comes from and it may be where some of yours comes from as well do you not remember oh emerson Raymond. college nope okay we were gonna say two different things did she come to emerson college she was performing wit i think it was called oh. it was the cancer play we saw it i saw it maybe oh, I didn't... you did i didn't know you saw it i saw it i saw her breasts she was fully exposed oh. for our pleasure at oh. one point i think i think i may be misremembering this but i remember a bald naked judith light but that may also just be my sexual awakening are you uh, a- but actually thinking of a mascot for uh, a light bulb company called judith light bulb I'm unhappy. Now, I remember a lot of the theater gays at Emerson, because there were a a few, um, were working at the theater that Mm -hmm. she was doing with. And I think there were a lot of stories about her just being very nice. And she would come out after the show, every show, and greet people who came to see it, and so on and so forth. And uh, I could have sworn you would have been aware of this, because I think, like, Carlos was one of the transmitters of this information. Oh, I was going to say, maybe this was the year that before I was there, but... No, I don't think so. Or maybe... I don't know. But she was nude, I, I think. Guess, this may have been a time when I was uh, occupied. Like, I was, there was the period where I was working on the film that, like, I, there was just nothing else going on for me. Sure. So maybe I missed it for that. Cause Wait, that's... It, could you hand me the telephone for just a moment? Oh, I have right. a question for Siri. Okay, well, this is definitely going to oh, work. Oh, wait, no. Uh, well, ha <laughs> uh, 
Hey Siri, is there a nude scene in the theatrical extravaganza wit? Semicolon. Okay, I found this on the web for is there a nude scene in the theatrical extravaganza Witter? Witter? Uh, yeah, it, it wrote it in German. Oh, is it an actual, is there a play called Witter? I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, this has solved all of our questions. <laughs> Look at her go. Judith shot out of a cannon, nude, bald, raspberries. Mm. Uh, no, uh, so I was going to say, I think I might know about Judith Light from yeah. Raymond, my guest on Sewers of Paris, oh. an early episode. Uh, the delightful Raymond, who was an actor in Toronto, and he sure. worked with her in New York. And uh, I think he talked about uh, Judith being very pleasant on his episode of the Sewers of Paris. Oh, I see. So anyway, word gets around is what I'm trying to say. Yes. If you you want to live your life so people talk about you the way gays talk about Judith Light. Mm, that's a goal. Now, so we should probably talk about some marriage stuff and some, sure. some unpleasant people. Oh, she is the light of the world. Judge, not judge anymore, Roy Moore. Uh-huh. So he won the runoff in... Alabama, which is appropriate because runoff is uh, one way to describe what he is. Uh, he, <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, no, he's just the worst. And so it's looking good for him to go to the Senate now. Well, recap, Herman. You're assuming people know who the fuck this guy is. Who is he? So he's done a lot of terrible things. He uh, most recently was famous for saying, oh, well, the Supreme Court uh, just ruled that uh, we have to let gays marry. But Alabama, uh, no, you don't. We, we're just exempt from that. And so there was a lot of confusion that followed that, and eventually he was kicked off of the state Supreme Court. Not for the first time. No, it was the second time he was on the state Supreme Court. Uh, he was there the first time during the George Bush years. He put up a monument to the uh, with the Ten Commandments on it. Copyrighted, by the way. He copyrighted the monument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that he can claim authorship, but uh, if that's what he wants to do. He also, I learned, uh, he signs, he autographs Bibles. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so he was on the court, uh, made them put up a Ten Commandments thing. Uh, the court was like, eh, that's a little religious. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. And the court was like, U.S. Constitution. And he's like, fuck it. And so he was kicked off. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's back. I really wish that was the full story. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm out. Uh, he's back and he ran for Senate and he won again in the runoff. And now there's a special election in December and he's probably going to win that. Although maybe not. There's a guy he's running against, uh, who's Doug Jones. I almost said Dean Coons. Uh, I wish he would. I wish. against Dean Coons. Uh, or Dean Kane. Let's get those two together. Those yeah. kids, the three of them, Roy Moore, Dean Koontz, and Dean Kane, are the new Scarecrow, Cowardly Lion, and Tin Man. And, and the Dean from Community? Sure. What was his name? Dean... What's her Dean name? Dean Pendleton. No, it was Dean P- Pipsqueak. Well, that just describes him. Dean <laughs> Pelton. Pelton? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Do you remember, James, when we started watching Community, yeah. you said to me... <laughs> that they, I remember, and it's true. <laughs> that they cast that actor on the show because his name actually was Dean Pelton? Yes. And I was I, like, I don't think so. I think it's Jim something. I was speaking truth to power. And we looked- Jim is his stage name. Oh, okay. Sure. That's a good one. It's memorable. It Gym- really sets him apart. Gymnasium. Gym- okay. Well, that's actually pretty. I thought you were going to say Jim Neighbors, and I was like, there's already one of those. He's our neighbor. Gymnasial. That's what, that doesn't make any sense. That's not a pun. Gymnasium. Uh, okay. So, speaking of nauseam, Roy Moore, uh-huh. ugh, he's also said that Muslims shouldn't be allowed to be in Congress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my. Yeah. And he said that... Um, Wowie, zowie. Yes, indeed. It's not a real religion. Islam isn't a real religion. Uh, he what? said that it, homosexuality should be illegal. Wait, how do you... I mean, there's a lot of things that a dum-dum can say 
Th- there are a lot of things. How how do you say Islam isn't a religion? Um, because he doesn't want it to be a religion. But but what? Yeah, I you know I'm not going to be able to defend this position. I'm just curious, like if anyone has to follow up, and or like it was like. But but it is, <laughs> and then like what would he? I mean, I guess I guess he could just say fuck it. No, I mean, I think he would like get cute and be like, no, it's a cult or something like that. It's a it's a death mythology or something. I don't know. He just doesn't see it as legitimate. He thinks it's going to destroy the country. And well, I mean, there's a uh, boy. There's a lot of things that could destroy the country. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not. They don't exist or they're not real also i don't even know what country he thinks he lives in like what right. country does he think is going to be defended or, or destroyed or whatever because he clearly has no interest in what the constitution actually is he just wants it to be a religious theocracy right which it's not i mean i mean i guess it could be if he became king yeah we're not that far off i guess he did run for president once didn't do too well sure um his past elections he's done poorly uh okay. he's run for office before but uh he is he did he was able to get back on the supreme court okay so is he running for uh house or senate senate okay so that's statewide so he has to appeal to a broader base mm-hmm. than just like one constituency but it's a broad base of alabama yeah um i don't see i mean so you said that the democrat has a chance he has a chance (sighs) what kind of chance i mean so he's done he's like a really great so he's done a lot of like civil rights work um he's uh extremely responsible he's well regarded how's um how's voter suppression looking in alabama right now not so good so, yeah yeah so i mean he may be popular but whether he's people he's whether the people with, yeah are actually able to vote he's done a lot of work uh in uh racial inequality well, so that's why i'm asking about voter yeah, suppression so mm, the people who who might support him are their that, votes just gonna get thrown out or never happen very probably a uh, cool cool cool, so, cool cool that's looking great so anyway so mm-hmm. roy moore goes to the senate and uh the senate gets even crazier yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, every state gets two senators, so, so that is a lot of representation um, for one uh, cuckoo. He's a cuckoo. Now, I'd like to read a poem. Oh, sure. This is a, a poem that Judge Roy Moore wrote about America. Oh. Babies piled in dumpsters. <laughs> this might be my favorite poem. Go on. Babies piled in dumpsters. <laughs> Abortion on demand. Ah! Oh, sweet land of liberty, your house is on the sand. Uh-huh. Too soft to put a killer in a well-deserved tomb, but brave enough to kill that child before he leaves the womb. <laughs> oh my goodness, a regular Maya Angelou. What images? A dumpster full of babies. A, a tomb. We don't put people in tombs, really, at all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in Louisiana. Maybe they have pyramids. Maybe he's... They're full of grain, though. They're not tombs. I don't know. Wasn't that what... Uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Um, the guy with the proverbs. Uh, ben Carson. Yeah. Said that the pyramids were granaries. Yeah. Not tombs. Sure. Okay, so cool. Again, like, like let's just make shit up. Cool. Um, and uh, tomb. I obviously wanted to rhyme with womb. Um... Uh, amazing 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 and this guy uh, uh may be a senator cool cool they have a lot of 
of power, you idiots. Mm. So, uh, what's some good news this week? Uh, oh, uh, a victory in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Uh, so we uh, the 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 lakes we've 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 won back the lakes from Minnesota uh, we've what? taken them back no uh, I I don't even know what that means we we invaded Minnesota and took their lakes oh cool no uh, so here's what's happening in Minnesota there's this company that does video production they wanted to get into weddings but they don't like the gays so they wanted to get into the wedding business this is before they've made any videos uh, okay. I mean and in wedding, wedding wedding videos they okay. they make videos but they want to make wedding videos next okay. and they're like but if we're gonna do that we don't want to have to make gay wedding videos uh-huh. so they sued the states preemptively sure uh and so the court has just ruled federal court has just ruled no no you have to make you have to treat everybody equally so well okay so what is the status of non-discrimination in minnesota so in 1993 minnesota passed a law that says it included sexual orientation in public accommodations mm-hmm. so the law is pretty clear honestly okay uh, for 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 what like what oh, is sexual protected? orientation and gender identity. okay so their argument was that, that that's unconstitutional that 1993 law that it compels free speech and the court was like no wait it compels free speech uh, sorry it compels speech uh oh, by I see. forcing a, a business to engage in speech that uh they don't agree with and the court right. says no that's really not how it works there's existing case law that pretty firmly establishes like you can't say you know no black people allowed and say that that's free speech and this is you know same same kind of thing so, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, loss there for them. They say they're going to appeal. Uh, we'll see how that goes. This is the first federal court to rule on this issue. Okay. So, um, promising first step there? Really? I mean, there have been a lot of cases like this across the country. Mm-hmm. This is the first time it's gone to a federal court? Yes. Well, what a time. It's never been a better time for the federal government to be weighing in on this issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's hope that appeals process doesn't keep going because i don't think that's going to actually turn out very you're calling it a victory i think that may be the first step to defeat so there's going to be a case heard in this coming term by the u.s supreme court Uh uh-huh that's the that's that one's about cakes of course sure um and okay so wait if if ruth Bader ginsburg could just hold on for a few more months maybe maybe. i mean I, i i actually even even if she does uh I it, that could go either way. I think. Yep. Yep. So we'll we'll see. Oh, so okay. So cakes are already on their way to the Supreme cakes Court. So are what's on the menu? So what's unique about this one? Just that it's video and not cake. Uh, it's video, not cake. It's a different state, so different law applies. Oh, okay. Um. So we'll have to see. Colorado, the law is pretty uh, clear there as well. Okay. I mean, could the cake, could the cake case uh, at the Supreme Court though actually just settle this? Like yes. Okay. So the, this main just end up being resolved by whatever that decision is yeah so best case scenario the cake case is resolved in our favor and then the video case moves along and the supreme court is like we don't have to hear this we already resolved the cake thing uh well yeah yeah okay yeah uh so that happened um fyi mormon church still not very good uh Uh so someone uh, a leading official in the mormon church this week called uh same-sex marriage the mark of a declining world okay uh, the church still says that uh, children of same-sex couples who want to join the church have to disavow their parents' marriage before they can join. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just you in know, case there, there, there are a lot of signs of a declining world. No. Uh, there are a lot of signs. I mean, the, the existence of Twitter, uh, just just by virtue of it existing, Twitter is one of the signs. But no. if you, but if you just browse it for a few moments. Uh, you'll see no end of, of signs of a declining world. Mm. Um, I don't know that same-sex marriage. Uh, high up on the list. Rises, yeah, very high up there. So here's some good news. Marriages have started in Germany. 
Oh, uh, guten Tag. Uh, yes, Vita. Uh, so, Carl Kreiler and his partner of 38 years, Bobo Mende. Okay. Which is a great name. Sure. Uh, they got married at Schöneberg, which is where I was staying when I was in Berlin. Oh. They, uh, it's the gayish neighborhood. Okay. Uh, so, congratulations to them. Sure. Uh, yeah, so marriages yeah. can... Willkommen and welcome. I don't, I don't know yep. what you say. Nailed it. Yep. Willkommen and welcome. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the traditional German wedding greeting. Sure. Uh, actually, I don't know how you say congratulations. Schadenfreude. Yep. Uh, it's the Schattenjäger. Oh. What do you know about werewolves? What can you tell me about New Orleans? <laughs> That's are, what you say yeah. when you go to a German wedding. Yep. Uh, these are references, everybody, to uh, the game Gabriel Knight, which I played uh, a while back and has... Uh, one of the games is set in Germany and has a lot of weird questions in it. What do you know about snakes? <laughs> Just asking everyone you meet. What do you know about voodoo? What can you tell me about the voodoo murders? <laughs> Nutsing mon hair. You go to a wedding, and that's what you, the the bride is coming down the receiving line, or how does it work? The receiving, <laughs> that's how it works. Yep, the, she slides down the receiving banister yep. and receives everyone's uh, banister. <laughs> Yuck! Uh, no, everyone's like shaking the bride's hand and kissing Shh, her face, shaking the baby. And you, you you go by and you say, "What can you tell me about the voodoo murders?" <laughs> I don't know how you'd say it in that voice sure. exactly, but is yeah. Huckleberry Hound. Yep. I, yes, he's so relaxed. He really is. I uh, there are, uh, most of the Hanna Barbera characters. I get their shtick. I don't get his shtick. What is what is he, Matthew? You want me to explain? I don't think I've ever seen Huckleberry Hound in action. He just kind of says, "Oh shucks," and uh, oh, I see he's shy. Oh, maybe does he's, he need does he need a big strong man to show him around? That's his shtick. That's what Huckleberry Hound is does he all need about. A grape ape to sweep him off his feet. Well, I think he's blue, and the ape is purple. So the two of them Ooh. together would form a Lisa Frank uh, Fantasia. Oh, well, now you're judging them on the color of their skin, not the content of their character. Uh, I can't figure out the content of his character. I guess he's just a Huckleberry. Sure. Anyway, that's about it. Wait, is that a real thing? I think so. There's Huck Finn. He was a Huckleberry, wasn't he? Yes. He took off his shoes and they smelled yuck. And then he rode the raft to voodoo murders. He, but but is there actually a berry called a Huckleberry? Hold on. Are Huckleberries a real thing? Okay. I found this on the web for what a Huckleberry is a real thing. Uh, I, I, I think he understood me enough. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh my goodness! Hold what? on a second. There's some interesting news coming in <laughs> of the wire from, from Urban Dictionary. Oh. Uh, apparently, not only are huckleberries a thing commonly used in the 1800s in conjunction with persimmon as a small unit of measure. So you oh. would say, "I'm just a huckleberry over your persimmon." No. To mean I'm just a bit better than you. A huckle? Oh, it's a bigger berry than a persimmon. I take I, it. I don't know. I, I'm a huckleberry over your persimmon. So the huckleberry denotes a small unit of measure, a tad, huh. and a person who was a huckleberry could be a small, unimportant person, oh. usually expressed ironically in mock self-deprecation. Dep- dep- deprecation, right? Do you I say mean, it's self-deprecating or self-depreciating? I am deprecating your code. Okay. Uh, that kind of man, I'm your, oh, or you could say a man, specifically the exact kind of man needed for a particular purpose. I'm your huckleberry. Ah! Means I'm just the man you're looking for. Okay, well, I guess Huck Finn and Huck Hound, uh, were either small and unimportant or just what you're looking for. Apparently Val Kilmer says I'm your huckleberry in the movie Tombstone. I bet he does. Huh. Well, there Val, you have Val it. Kilmer said a lot of things. We all um, regret 
Is there such a thing as a cuckleberry? Uh, sure, yes, the cuckleberry. Uh-huh. I'm your cuckleberry. Oh, that's how you uh, proposition someone's husband. Perfect. Uh, with berries. Yeah. Uh, that's about it for I'm this gonna week. I'm going to bury my bone in your secret garden. Okay. And that's what Huckleberry Hound did. Thank you for listening, everybody, to the Huckleberry Hound Erotica Report. We will be back soon with more news you can never use. And in the meantime... Let's start writing an erotic fantasia for Amazon. Cuckleberry Hound Mm -hmm. and the Hidden Bone. There is a better than 50% chance that already exists. There is. There is. And you wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody, you can read the book that I wrote, Defining Marriage, which is not about Cuckleberry Hound, uh, at least not this edition. Uh, it's at definingmarriage.com. You can leave me your feedback at Matt Baum on Twitter or leave a review on iTunes. Uh, it's been a while since anyone reviewed the show, which is probably indicative of something. Uh, but if you haven't reviewed the show, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, go uh, write a review for Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. And and uh, you can also listen to my good podcast, The Sewers of Paris. I've got some real good episodes coming up. Uh, this week, I'm editing an episode with uh, Tony, who... The Tiger. Tony the Tiger. Yep. He's, he's great. He's okay. Oh. No, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's great. Uh, so Tony is uh, a personality uh, who hosts things. He goes on camera and gets people to talk. Yeah, That's, about Frosted Flakes. Frosted, I've seen yes, it. Yep. Okay. Uh, he grew up in uh, Germany, uh, oh. coincidentally. And then he moved to North Carolina and wanted to be an actor and uh, discovered that he was being very insincere when he was on it. Like, he just wanted to be an actor because he wanted to put on a persona. Uh, but now his job is to get people to come out of their shells and be more sincere in interviews. Like so, Shredder. Like, oh, sure. He's always trying to get them out of their shells yes. and into his soup. Yep, yep. Tonight I dine on turtle soup. <laughs> delicious. Thank you for making me a delicious soup, Oroko Sake. Thank you for joining us, everybody, and we will see you next time. By the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. You will want headphones, of course. Of course you will. Ha 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 ha. Ho ho ho. Toot.